Welcome to our look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and Daily Drive Time Devotions. Day 2 of our look at this chapter, verses 3 and 4 today. As we launch into this chapter, let me just give you a, a timeline reminder. The timeline of Paul's relationship with this church in Thessalonica. He had gone to this church and spent two or three weeks there starting a church. After he'd left, they'd had some questions, and so he wrote back after he'd left an answer to some of their initial questions. Now, remember that Thessalonica was a city of many backgrounds and a church of many questions. They struggled greatly with fears about the future. Well, Paul wrote this letter to them to encourage them not to be afraid, to give them hope. In between the time when Paul wrote that first letter and this second letter that we're reading, someone had written a letter under Paul's name saying that the return of Christ had already come and that they had missed it. It played on all the fears that these people had. And now they were filled with personal doubt. They believed that God was at work in the world, but somehow they had just missed out on it. And so Paul writes a second letter. It's likely only weeks or a few months after the first letter to keep them encouraged. And it's amazing to me that you see the heart of Paul as he writes this letter. They had started to go the wrong direction from his words, even though he'd just written them a few weeks earlier. But instead of scolding them, Paul encouraged them. He took his own advice from chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians. You need to encourage the timid. Listen to the encouragement in verses 3 and 4. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love every one of you has for each other is increasing. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials that you're enduring. As we're looking through this chapter, we're also looking together at some different Bible study methods. Yesterday, we looked at a character studies. We looked at Silas and Timothy. Today, I'd like to focus in on a method of Bible study called a word study. A word study is where you focus specifically on the words and their meanings. And in this word study, I'd like to focus on the words that are behind the specific thanksgiving that Paul gave for this church and see what we can learn together about thanking God for others in these words. Now, just by the way, I didn't use a lot of fancy books for this off my bookshelf. I just went to a website. You can just go to a website like Bible.org, Bible.org. You can type a single verse in the top left where you see the place to type verses. And then you can look at one of the versions where you can click on each word. You click on a word and it'll bring up a brief word study from the Greek language. Anyone can do this now. That's the great thing about the internet. You don't have to have a lot of books. Paul writes and he says, I thank God for you. And as we walk through this, I'd like you to not only listen to the word study, but also to think of someone that you can thank God for. Paul's going to talk about thanking God for someone because your faith is growing, your love is increasing, you've persevered in persecution and trials. Who can you thank God for as we walk through this? Ask God even now to bring somebody to mind as we talk about each of these things. It might be the same person. It might be a different person as we walk through this. Paul says, I thank God for you. And then he uses the word faith. Your faith is increasing. Faith is the common Greek word for faith in the New Testament, pastebo. Faith has the idea behind it of a conviction that leads to trust. Not just a conviction about something. I know this is true. I understand it's true. But a understanding that leads to a deep trust in a person's life. And Paul says, I see that in your life. I see when other people around are not trusting, when it's all too easy to question and doubt and wonder why and hold back, you're the type of people who've decided to trust, to lay it on the line for Jesus Christ. And he says, when it comes to your faith, he uses another word, he says, it is growing. Now, this word growing, it's a simple word, but it's also a compound word in the Greek language, which means growing exceedingly. 
You read in a lot of versions, growing more and more. That's one word in the Greek language. It's a strong word, not just growing a little bit. I just see it increasing more and more and more. And because of that, it inspires my faith. So let me ask you, as we talk about this conviction that leads to trust, who can you thank God for right now? You see it. You see their faith growing. Listen, there's something about thanking God for the growth of others that leads to growth in your own life. This doesn't just influence them before God. It also leads to growth in your own life. God, thank you that I see growth increasing in the life of, just put a name in mind and give God specific thanks for their growth. Thank God for faith that you see in other people's lives. Paul moves on from faith to talk about love. I thank God, he says, for your love. And there he uses that word that you may have heard, agape. There are a number of different words for love in the Greek language. In fact, if you haven't read C.S. Lewis's book called The Four Loves that talks about the different kinds of words that are used for love in the Greek language, I highly recommend it. Some of the words for love are friendship kind of love. Some of the words for love have more to do with uh, uh, the action of love in a common human relationship. Some have to do with married kind of love. This word, agape, it has to do with sacrificial love, love that acts. And when it applied to God and how he loves us, love that sacrifices. And Paul says this love, this love that acts and makes a difference, he says, I see it increasing in your life. Now, this word increasing may sound simple to you again, but it's another over-the-top word. It's another word that is, it literally means to superabound. And the idea of this word increasing is there's a freedom in this idea a love that naturally overflows, a love that has not been constrained to try to increase it, but a love that has been given joyful freedom to be expressed, a love that's not a duty, but it's a delight. Who do you need to thank God for when it comes to love? You see their love increasing. It may be for you, but more likely it may be for the world around them, maybe for their children, maybe for their church. Their love isn't perfect. None of us are perfect, but their love is increasing. Maybe it's somebody in your small group. Maybe it's someone in your family. Right now in your mind, say, God, thank you for this person. And thank you, Jesus Christ, that because you're in their life, I see their, their love increasing. Paul talks about a third thing that he thanks God for in these people's lives. He talks about what's happening in their life because of persecution and trials. Let's start there. He says, in persecution and trials, I see something happening in your life. Now, it's interesting. Sometimes you don't even have to look up Greek words or Hebrew words. Hebrew is the language of the Old Testament. Greek is the language of the New Testament. Sometimes you don't even have to look them up in Hebrew or Greek to understand what it's talking about. Sometimes it's just a matter of focusing on the English words. And here you see two words, persecution and trials, put alongside of each other. You have faith, he says, in persecution and in trials. Trials, that's something all of us have just because we live in the world. That's the common problems that all of us face. But he also says you have faced persecution. You've got problems in your life because you're a believer. People know you're a believer, and that has brought a special kind of trouble into your life. Often a word study just means carefully looking at each word in the verse and listening for what you can learn. You don't necessarily have to look it up in, in Greek or Hebrew. And here, here you learn that in both persecution and trials, God can give us faith. Lloyd John Ogilvy said about this verse, the fact of faith in Christ does not mean exemption from trouble, but the discovery of power to endure in trouble. And that's where Paul uses the word perseverance. Perseverance is a powerful word. Hupomene is a word that focuses on someone who has not swerved from their purpose by trials or persecutions. It comes from a root word that means to, to tarry behind. 
This is the person who doesn't run out when everyone else does because they have a perseverance in their heart. F.F. Bruce calls this the patience of hope. The idea behind this word perseverance is not not passive acceptance, but active faith that God is at work even when I cannot change the circumstance. That's perseverance. God is at work even when I cannot change the circumstance. God is at work. So Paul says, because you have that perseverance, you are enduring. Now this word, enduring, it doesn't mean white-knuckled fear. It means confident hope. It means a peace. It really comes from two parts. It means the beginning of this word in the Greek language means in the midst And the end of this word means holding on. So it's someone who holds on in the midst, in the midst of life, in the midst of troubles, in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of persecutions. You're enduring. You're holding on. So thank God right now for someone, someone who is holding on in the midst. Not only pray for them, that God would give them strength to continue to hold on, but also thank God for them, that they are holding on. Pray for someone right now who needs the strength to hold on also because they're in the midst. And maybe they haven't gained it yet. Maybe they haven't seen it yet in Christ. Oh, they may know Christ, they may not, but they haven't seen yet that they can hold on to his strength in the midst of what they're going through. Now, one other word study as we end this look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Paul says at the beginning when he talks about giving thanks for these believers that he so loved, he says, we ought always to thank God for you. The idea there of those words is we are bound. He's saying this is our solemn responsibility before God. And then he goes on to talk about faith and love and endurance. Faith, hope, and love are in those three. Paul began 1 Thessalonians with those three. He begins 2 Thessalonians with those three. This is how to be the kind of church that causes leaders and other churches to be thankful to God. This is also how to be the kind of believer that has a sense of thanksgiving before God in your life as you live this life out. The Christian life is a life of faith, hope, and love. The Christian life is a life of growing, increasing, and enduring. Tomorrow, we're going to continue our look together through this chapter as we look at verses 4 to 7. 